hello friends this is week 13 episode 13 actually of the launch sequence podcast and um we're doing it live this time yeah so if you're listening to this after the fact if you are watching this on youtube perhaps we did do this live both with the supporters in discord and also live here right on twitch uh where everybody is going to chill and watch for the first time so Welcome, everybody. Welcome. We're going to have some fun reading some comments as we go through this discussion. But for today, I have got my friend, fellow streamer, star citizen, master, Moist Noodle. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing all right, man. I, I had uh, I had my second COVID shot this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was expecting to get uh, feel like I've been hit by a train, but I'm actually doing all right. So That's good um, to hear. hopefully that stays the same way all the way through the podcast yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good we'll keep an eye out for that any, any anything comes yeah. up feel free to bow out i can hold it down no problem i, I should be all right i think i'll be fine all right i've cool. got coffee that'll cool, get me cool. through well today folks we're going to talk about actually we're going to talk today about the medical gameplay coming up in 315 for star citizen that's going to be a huge change uh that's going to make a big difference in respawning in healing um, and even adding a few locations to the game. But first, we're going to be a little general about it. I, I had Moist Noodle hop into my stream earlier this week, and we got to talking about some games that I did not know that you played. First, I want to start with Forza. You've been playing, mm-hmm. you said you're super into racing games, right? Well, I'm not super into racing games. I'm in, into sim games. Okay. But in terms of Forza, I actually play Forza Horizon which is more than our there's forza motorsport which is more sim yeah and then you've got forza horizon which is a little bit more arcadey right, yeah. um i really like the open world aspect of forza horizon um and i have the the wheel setup and the shifter and the pedals mm. and um I, I literally have everything set to pretty much as difficult as you can have it wait on i horizon. need to i gotta know then do you use the wheel setup when you're driving ground vehicles in star citizen does that work? I don't. No, okay. I don't. The, the, what it does work, the only reason I don't is because um, it's a pain to keep the wheel set up all of the time. Yeah. Although now I have uh, the chair from Monster Tech. Um, it, may, it does make it a little bit easier, but I would have to find somewhere else for the shifter to go because it would get in the way of one of the joysticks. Uh. Um, but I, I'm actually hopefully going to be moving into a new place towards the end of the year. Um, so my plan, I think, is to have a separate setup for um, for the wheel, uh, hopefully. That'll be nice. Uh, so I won't, yeah, sorry, because the thing is I um, I have a lot of tarantulas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I stream a lot of the tarantula stuff. So I actually need space on my desk uh, for working on tarantula enclosures and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen um, some of those pictures so... dropping into my Twitter feed yeah sorry about that no 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 i i think it's really interesting dude i i actually um i heard you talk about that briefly on stream it was something that you were actually really scared of before right i was terrified of spiders dude my entire life i was terrified of spiders my uh i i grew up with my grandparents rather than my parents and i loved my grandparents dearly um but my granddad used to tease me with house spiders, with wolf spiders. Um, and th- I think that kind of uh, oh is something that stuck with me as, <laughs> all the way up into my 30s. Yeah, I think that and, would stick with um, most people. That's scary. Yeah, and, yeah and, and last year I decided I wanted to start making, putting together some terrariums. Um, and uh, I, w- I was watching loads of YouTube videos about terrariums, which led on to... Um, 
videos from a guy called the Dark Den, who is incredibly educational, um, and he was building uh, eco enclosures for his tarantulas with um, springtails and you know with um, wood lice mm -hmm. and with plants in. Um, and I just found it fascinating. And after a while, I realized I'd just become completely kind of, um, you know, looking at the tarantulas didn't make me feel uncomfortable anymore. Right. And um, before I knew it, I'd bought a jumping spider and then a local friend of mine had about 150 tarantulas. And I approached him That's and asked for a recommendation of, yeah, a recommendation of um, a starting tarantula. And um, there and then I ordered a Phonopalma calcodes, which... The day she arrived, when she crawled out of her tub, um, she seemed like such a huge tarantula. And now in hindsight, she's probably one of my smaller tarantulas. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I absolutely love it. It's it's a really enjoyable hobby to have. Um, most of my tarantulas are really cute and fluffy. Um, but yeah. Uh, That's cool. That's a... I, it's, it's really interesting, actually, because in two days, I'm going to my first ever tarantula show. Uh, well, it's not just tarantulas, it's invertebrates in general, mm -hmm. um, or other, uh, you know, it's like scorpion, everything. Um, but, um, the guy that I'm going with, uh, Razor, is a viewer of mine, and before I started streaming the tarantula content, he didn't own a single tarantula. I think he's now up to... 30 i think or 27 30 something like that um so it's and like star it is a couple <laughs> of my other viewers are looking at getting into tarantula keeping as well so um sorry i've gone cool. off on a tangent about no 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 that's 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 exactly what i wanted you to do that's that's pretty cool it's cool to have something uh nice to like be able to stream besides games oh, something yeah. that you're actually oh, into yeah. that's good and something uh, hands-on as well right yeah, like yeah. that's um I love plants, dude. On it, you can probably tell from the backdrop. Well, it's not super bright, but I, I have plants oh, everywhere. I see the plants, yeah. Um, so yeah, my my aspiration is life in life is to live in a jungle, essentially. <laughs> I don't mean actually in a jungle, but for my room to feel yeah, like yeah, it's a yeah, jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. And yeah. I'll be happy. <laughs> we, I, I, I know that all too well. I'm sure most of the people in my Twitch stream, at least, want me to replace my own webcam with a puppy camera. So. Uh, <laughs> it would be cool to be able to stream something that has to do with my with my dog, but I don't the know. Thing that's, the thing that's difficult with tarantulas is that, um, you know, whenever I uh, start talking about tarantulas and stuff, and I, I bring pictures of them up on stream, I feel like I, 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 I it's, it's not a bad thing, but I feel like I need to give trigger warnings because some people do genuinely feel that. Yeah. Uh, negatively towards spiders and tarantulas. Mm -hmm. um, so it's... Uh, it's a little bit difficult, actually, as a content creator. It's a little bit difficult because I really want to create more of the spider content, but I don't want to necessarily push yeah. people away. Right? So it's a careful balance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, so getting back to the games, there mm -hmm. was one other one that we uh, Battlefield, right? That you said you used to play Battlefield. I used to play a lot of Battlefield yeah. years ago. So, I was actually having this conversation with one of my best friends last night because we used to play Battlefield 2 together mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and the new Battlefield that's coming is the first Battlefield game I've been excited for for a while. Okay, that's good to hear. Because you were saying you used to play, and I was like, I'm really looking for a good 
group of people in the Star Citizen community that we can just play some Battlefield together. Um, so I'm happy oh, to hear that you're... there's going to be a few, dude. Yeah. There's going to be a few. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We've talked to quite a few people who are interested in it, so I'm excited for that. And it, yeah. it looks it looks fun. I'm not entirely convinced, mm -hmm. but it looks yeah. interesting. I know. Like, I, my, my attitude in terms of the games industry is... Um, oh, there was another game that when I was streaming yesterday, um, people were talking about... I can't remember what it was, but generally my attitude is I will never judge a game until it's been released right mm -hmm. um even if like the the trailers leading up to its release don't look amazing or if they look super amazing until i actually see somebody on twitch playing it um and see if they're enjoying it and uh, it gives me an idea of whether i'm going to enjoy it then i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna judge it you know i get that yeah um, so while it's one of those things that i try not to get hyped um so yeah i'm i'm excited for battlefield definitely not um overhyped we live on the eternal roller coaster of hype known as star citizen so <laughs> i have trouble avoiding that but oh yeah <laughs> but um I, I i think that's a great approach because to anything can happen up until that release until you see people actually playing the game yeah i think yeah. we've learned that quite a few high profile projects in the last several years won't name any names uh, you know um even back during the No Man's Sky era, right, um, I didn't get burned by that. And I think a big part of it was Star Citizen. I've been a part of this community for so long now that Star Citizen has educated me so much, um, especially when it comes to my feelings towards games and the game industry as a, as a whole. Right. Um, and yeah, I think just following the development of Star Citizen has kind of molded me into this... Um, into the attitude of just wait and see what happens you know mm -hmm. yeah i think star citizen has changed the way i look at games and a lot of things really um yeah yeah in in different ways but speaking of which let's jump into some star citizen talk the good mm -hmm. stuff um so you i'm just gonna jump straight into this actually you are known as the pvp guy i i, I think more than anybody else i know i don't know man i every time your name comes up somebody's always like that's that pvp guy right like, yeah he does take part in pvp yes i think it just comes down to the fact that when i started streaming star citizen there weren't really many pvp people and i think my channel was kind of like the first one that started my growth came from pvp right mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think my channel was kind of like the first that kind of grew from PvP. Um, but now there, there's there are quite a few PvP streamers. And to be fair, like the last couple of months or the last few months, I haven't really played an awful lot um, because of uh, uh, my feelings towards uh, the state of the game <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, a lot of people feel that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think some people do see me as polarizing, but I think uh, it's most the people who feel negatively towards me are the people who don't really know anything about me. Right. right. So um, I think a lot of the negativity kind of comes from ignorance a little bit. So that's so. that's kind of from there. I think that's a great segue into the idea that PVP is not actually what you want to do in Star Citizen, right? That's not your goal. No. So <laughs> no, this is the thing. This is what I mean. Like I didn't get into Star Citizen for PVP. Um, I fell into PvP because uh, for somebody like me, there was no other gameplay there, right? And, th and it still isn't. Um, 
uh, for me, um, the, the missions that are in the game just aren't really that immersive. Um, the, the, I, 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 God, I hate to bring this up, but the Tessa Bannister mission was the most immersive thing that we yeah. we had in the game, and it got taken out and, and never added back yeah. in, and that was still so upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, bring back Tessa. The AI is, yeah. The AI is no challenge whatsoever. Once you've worked out, how, you know, the flight model, um, and you've got a little bit of practice behind you, um, mining, the mining mechanic in Star Citizen is incredible. I genuinely feel that way, mm -hmm. um, but it's not my thing, right? Again, it's not, when I think of what my dream is for Star Citizen and my, my goal for Star Citizen, the way that I play it, mm -hmm. It's not mining, um, which leaves me with very little else in, in Star Citizen. And you also have to bear in mind that when I started PvPing, um, we had even less back then, right? Um, so for me to find any sort of enjoyment, um, I had to spend time with my friends, a lot like a, a lot of other people, right? Uh, a lot of people in Star Citizen now still make their own fun, and um, a lot of that fun comes from hanging out with their friends, and it just so happened to be that um, a lot of my friends in Star Citizen at the time PvP'd. Um, so that's what I started doing, and it turns out, you know, the, the flight model back then um, was... It's really interesting, and I was I was thinking about this before the podcast mm -hmm. because it was a bit like a sim in that the more time that you invested into flying and doing combat in Star Citizen, the better you got. Right. But the systems in the game weren't complex like a sim, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas now. Um, the skill gap between top tier PvPers and everybody else's is a lot narrower. It's a lot easier. The point I'm making is a lot easier to get into PvP now, whereas it was very, very difficult then. You were either a god tier PvPer or everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, it, ultimately, it's, it's not what I want to do. Um, you know, if, if you look at the other games that I play, they are Sims. I play Flight Sim, um, I play DCS World. Um, I play racing games, WRC, Forza Horizon, um, but I also historically come from games like EVE Online and World of Warcraft, and in World of Warcraft, um, most of my time playing that game was me as a healer, right? Um, I am 100% into support roles, um, like in DCS World I play a Huey Pilot and I love search and rescue mm -hmm. missions in DCS World, right? And that's ultimately uh, what I'm looking for at Star Citizen. Um, again, a lot of people think of me as a PvPer, but what I actually want to do is search and rescue, a medical gameplay, right? Yeah, so uh, that's, it, it's funny because, <laughs> well, like I said earlier, I see people, somebody literally came onto my YouTube video from last week's episode and left a comment about how, like, ah, voice noodle needs to learn that this isn't going to be how it is in the future and there's no place for him and i'm just thinking i'm sitting there and i'm reading this comment and i'm like i don't think he actually cares about pvp in the future because no. there's, there's well, other I, things I, to I, do i want i 100 do care about stars uh, about pvp in right. the future because i again I, I come from eve online right mm -hmm. and while i don't necessarily want pvp and star citizen to be like pvp and eve online the reason i don't want it that way is i don't want it just to be all mostly boring roaming gang fleet warfare right um but uh 
we literally just had uh, an episode of uh, Inside Star Citizen about PvP, right? And they literally reiterated what I've been saying for years, which is PvP is a thing in Star Citizen. It's always going to be a thing in Star Citizen, and you have to accept that. And what I've always been saying is that it will be very similar to EVE Online in that um, different systems will have uh, different security statuses. Right. Um, and it will be a case of there will be some systems where there is no security whatsoever. And if you are the sort of guy who takes a fully loaded caterpillar into uh, a system with zero security, that's on you, right? But there will also be systems on the opposite end of the scale. Um, it would be like, you know, being outside 10 Downing Street, right? Where there's loads of security and acting like a douche. Um, you're going to get pounced on by security, right? So it's, it. no, it's not going to be like it is today. At the end of the day, oh, it, God, it, it drives me insane. <laughs> Do people really think I enjoy just camping at Port Olisar all day, every day? It's boring as shit. You know, um, the reason I do it, well, I don't necessarily do it right now. I'm playing other games because of the state of Star Citizen. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't want to just sit outside Port Olisar all day, every day. It's, I don't really get that much enjoyment out of it. Yeah, that's um, not, nobody, I don't think anybody plays Star Citizen to, maybe there's some people out there who do, but that's, Star Citizen is too complex a game to just sit there and shoot people who don't expect to be killed what, all the time. Yeah, what, what I'm excited for with star citizen is putting search and rescue stuff to the side you know if i do go into a combat situation being a part of this epic space battle right that is part of an epic story arc right i i literally have visions of scenes from like the star wars movies in my head right uh, and that's why well, it's actually something that i think uh, star wars squadrons did uh really well um while i'm not that into the multiplayer in star wars squadrons at least playing through like the the campaign was awesome and even when you do play the multiplayer it still feels like a pretty epic battle yeah. you know uh, whereas star citizen right now is uh pvp is mostly just camping locations hoping that somebody's going to turn up you know, there's no way for PvPers to actively go and hunt people, you know. Um, like, you, you can go to, yes, you can go to a location, but you're still hoping that somebody's going to turn up, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, well, well, talking about these, these, these systems with uh, less security, these are the kinds of places that are going to be good for these search and rescue missions that we were talking about earlier, right? Getting into the, oh, the medical yeah. gameplay. And yep. that's something that's really, really going to take a step forward in 315 we were talking about earlier there's a lot coming with with the medical gameplay so um would you like to to, to take a start at what you're most excited to see from that kind of stuff because that's something you said you were really interested in right oh man I'm, I'm such a simple person just being able to pick somebody else up right especially uh when say it's a bug that kills somebody mm -hmm. right there's nothing more infuriating than your spawn point being Port Olisar, and then you're at Microtech, and then your friend falls through the planet. Not that you can necessarily pick up your friend when they're falling through the planet, but say you're doing the bunker mission, right? And um, there's only a handful of people on that server, right. and the AI are Terminators, and they headshot your, your, your friend immediately. It'll be such a, a positive change to the game um, that we'll actually be able to pick up our friends. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm genuinely 
uh, that is the thing that I'm most excited for. Obviously, there are way more in-depth medical systems coming. Um, but for me, I'm I'm a very simple person. I'll just be happy to have that yeah. really picking um, them up and and even just healing them, being able to heal somebody <laughs> else besides yourself. Like uh, there are so many times when I just watch my friend die in front of me because they don't have any med pens and there's no way I'm going to be able to transfer mine to them in time. So that'll yeah. be nice. Yeah. yeah and um, something else I've talked about on stream a lot, but from the standpoint of a PVP, -er, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's a little rough. Uh, I, I actually mentioned to you before we started the podcast that for me, Death of a Spaceman really started with prisons, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think the medical stuff that's coming now was the start of uh, Death of Spaceman, but I, I don't think that's the case. I think prisons were at the start um, because prisons were the first time that somebody could die and there was a negative uh, consequence to dying, right? Now, the issue that a lot of PVPers quickly ran into was obviously there's a consequence to us as PVPers dying, but there's no consequence really to. Um, a bounty hunter dying, right? Other than they lose the mission. But if their mate is with them, their mate can always pick up the mission if they didn't share it in the first place. Yeah. And like, even if they even if they lose the mission, if they know where you're hovering around, then they'll just keep coming back over and over and over. And it will it will be nice, um, actually, I think, <laughs> um, when a a criminal kills a law-abiding player who is actively hunting the criminal, um, that the the person on the attack towards the criminal also gets a negative um, consequence for losing the fight because there just there really isn't um, other than losing the mission um, a negative consequence to that. I, yeah. I would say going to prison is definitely more of a consequence to just waking up in your hab and having to respawn your ship. Yeah, you know? and, so. and that's going to be doubled down upon by the physical inventories that are also scheduled to come next patch. So we're looking at two pretty significant changes to what happens when you die because not only are you now, you know, you get to pick a hospital that you want to, to, to respawn in, but <sighs> you get sent to a hospital you can enter a down state. You can get injuries that persist through your respawn, and you can lose all of your stuff. So now we're talking about yeah. some, some pretty major reasons why you won't just go out into the middle of Microtech or go out into the middle of Spaceport Korea um, without some backup, right? I am so incredibly excited for physicalized inventory. Uh, it's something that I've talked about a lot because the idea of... You know, it's, it's one of the dreams for Star Citizen for me. Mm. Um, something that CIG said for years was that they really wanted this game to be, one, about the player's skill, yeah. um, but two, also about um, decision-making, right? And really, when you have to make a decision, do, you, do I bring this gun or this gun, right? Um, because if you watch like a lot of content creators now, like a lot of streamers, especially ones that engage in um, PvP scenarios, um, just being able to easily swap out from say a P4 to a railgun, right? Um, pulling it out of the magic bag of holding. Yeah, just I, yank I, it I out your pocket. Think, I think ultimately what that does is it makes less interesting scenarios, right? Yeah. Um, because you don't think you're, you're not. Yeah, exactly. You're you're. It's preventing players 
from being forced to think outside the box, mm -hmm. right? And to try and problem solve. If you can literally just pull this magical thing out of a bag, um, then why do you really need to think that much, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the the idea of prepping to go on an op, um, making sure that you and then working as a team, right? Like you mentioned, making sure that you have a, a mixture of people with different types of armor, different types of weapons. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's just hyper exciting to me, and and people in different roles, right? Like for example, when we move more towards medical stuff. We're probably going to have more specific medical equipment to bring along as well. So, you know, somebody like me might have to run around with a nice little leather uh, doctor's bag or something. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of really it's, hyped for that sort of shit. Really. Yeah, it, it really does. It starts to lead us towards more survival gameplay. And I yeah. think getting past that a little bit, I mean, this is Star Citizen, the survival game. This is, um, you're thinking about who's going to bring the food for you, who's going to bring the medical yep. supplies, who's going to actually bring the weapons and make sure everybody's safe. And this is just the first instance, you know, we still don't have components working. We don't have things like uh, physicalized cargo working. So it's a very yep. basic version of it. But I think now what's most important is that we start to see things that require us to be outside of our ship for long enough to this for this all to make a difference, you know? long-term yeah, missions yeah something that i've be also been trying to hammer home to some of the pvp folk is that we've we've actually quite quickly gone from quite short time to kill um to slightly longer time to kill but ultimately uh there needs to be a major attitude shift um and acceptance of the fact that killing is going to become more of a rare thing in yeah, Star Citizen, right? Very um, rare. You know, there is, I would say, for combat right now, uh, dogfighting, there is a bit of an issue um, with jousting. I think um, it, it's, I, I think the issue with jousting is, and I, I know it seems like I'm going off on a tangent, but I'll bring it back, mm. um, is, is mostly because of um, issues with a mix of high-speed combat plus um the way that shields are set up right now the moment shields drop i think people panic and want to get away so they can bring their shields back up mm. rather than just committing to the fight um but ultimately people aren't going to want to die right they're not going to want to lose the stuff that they're carrying they're not going to want to lose the stuff on their ship they're not going to want the consequence of waking up in a hospital and having you know debuffs like i mentioned before podcasts you know something like low blood pressure or something like that right mm -hmm. yeah. um because then you might not be able to engage with the gameplay that you really enjoy for a set amount of time um people are going to be playing way more carefully um and I, I think uh, there are a lot of people people in the PvP community who enjoy, you know, just killing people over and over and over and over. Um, and to a degree, that has been fun up to this point. But yeah, once the physical inventory stuff is in, once the medical stuff is in, um, I think a lot of that is going to be going away. And I, it's I I'm not need quite to. sure where it falls. Yeah, and I don't know where this falls on the roadmap, but I'm actually really looking forward to the... Um, uh, the armor system that's incoming and, and the more physicalized components, right? Because that will lean more towards that as well. Because again, right now, when ships reach a certain uh, hull hit point threshold, they explode, right? But we yeah. know we're moving away from that as well. And that's kind of bringing it back where the search and rescue stuff comes in. You know, if, if a ship 
um, loses power and it loses its um, uh, oxygen supply or whatever. Um, somebody's going to have to go and rescue those people, right? Yeah. And that's that's where my handy handy cutlass red comes in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually, so a big change coming to the cutlass red in three fifteen is that because we're getting these hospitals, we're getting these sort of tiers. They're calling them tier one, two, and three. Uh, in terms of the hospital levels, you have the hospitals at tier one treating mm -hmm. tier or priority one level injuries. Uh, ships like the Carrick maybe will be at tier two yeah. or, or, or the 890 jump. Those will be at tier, tier two so they can do tier two or priority two injuries. But then the Cutlass Red's going to be tier three. And mm -hmm. there's there's kind of a big um, change coming to the Cutlass Red because of that in this next patch, not necessarily yeah. anything that's new, something that might yeah. be new for some people. And that is the uh, removal of the ability to respawn in that ship, right? I mean, it's... Uh, it's a bit like the, the EMP on the the Vanguard Sentinel, right? It was never supposed to have an EMP. It's right, supposed to have yeah. EMP missiles, but they gave it an EMP because they didn't have EMP missiles at the game yet. Um, the the Cutlass Red was never you were never supposed to be able to respawn on it, but yeah. they they didn't want to put it in the game without any sort of medical gameplay. So it was kind of um, better than nothing. Uh, which I think is absolutely fine. And, and at the time, they actually did a really good job, I think, of um, letting people know that it was a temporary measure. But what I think CIG didn't do a good job of is reminding people that it's a temporary measure. Same with the EMP. Like, when the EMP is removed from the Sentinel, so many people are going to be mad um, because there is nothing on the, the store page for the Cutlass Red or for the Sentinel, right, that warns people that these are only temporary mechanics. Um, and, and while there, and there might be some people watching thinking, oh, well, CIG shouldn't have to do that. Well, not everybody has been around since 2012, right? Yeah. And they don't... Um, not everybody was around when they, they gave them these temporary mechanics. So they see content creators or they see their friends using these mechanics and assume that's how it's supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah, and they don't have to necessarily say that things that stuff's going to go away but it's good for them too it, it definitely yeah. yeah it says a lot about what they're trying to do with their with their store and their ships and um i think it's just really helpful to people who are new to the game but yeah but getting back to those tiers those tiers i was saying correspond to injuries and these injuries mm -hmm. are going to be different from anything we've had in terms of the the health system yet so right now you have a health pool and you get injured and you die or rather, you take yeah. damage and you die. But now they're talking about introducing the health pool as well as injuries, which are permanent, will not be healed by your med pen or your multi-tool or your yeah. medical tool. That's that sound, that's going to be a big part of that uh, search and rescue because if you get a tier one injury on your arms, you can't climb a ladder, you can't get into your ship. You need somebody mm -hmm. there to search and rescue you, right? Yeah. And that's going to be... A really big deal, I think, in a system like Pyro, which I, I think a lot of people have drawn that connection to, with the refueling mechanics being an important thing there. Also, the the medical mechanics will be an important thing. You want to be, would you rather be a search and rescue person who goes out and gets ships in a place like Pyro, or a FPS person who I guess you know would still be have plenty of work in Pyro, but uh, uh, a combat medic per se? What would your go to? Both, I think. It's really interesting. One of the first people that I ever befriended at CIG, um, his name was Matt. He was one of the producers in the UK office. And something that he did on the side was actually mountain rescue. 
And a long time ago, I had a conversation with him about search and rescue stuff. And he had so many ideas of what he wanted in terms of search and rescue from Star Citizen. Um, but I, I think, you know, the idea of going into a ship and you need to try and rescue somebody who uh, practically can't move. Um, you know, I think that's something a lot of people don't really think about in terms of like medical gameplay in Star Citizen. Um, and I, I think that in itself will be a challenge, right? And it's not just about necessarily healing people up. Um, it's getting them back to the ship. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of... <sighs> Variety is the spice of life, right? And I don't think that I, I would necessarily... One of, the, one of the things that is really about Star Citizen to me is uh, the idea of having that variety there, right? So even even inside of your, for lack of a better term, specialist field in the game, um, inside of medical gameplay, do you want to be a doctor? That, yes, okay, well, there should be enough... Um, content there for people who specifically want to be a doctor right mm. or do you want to be a combat med medic or do you want to be search and rescue i don't know like i i'm not ne necessarily leaning more towards the the being a doctor mm -hmm. side of it i don't think i'm intelligent enough for that um but in terms of uh combat medic um versus search and rescue like both realistically yeah um they're both really attractive to me like i said earlier um something that i find really attractive about star citizen is the idea of um th those cinematic moments right feeling like um i'm in uh the movie rogue one right where they're assaulting uh that planet and i'm, I'm running behind a load of guys trying to pick them back up um battlefield styly with my friggin paddles I need a medic. Um, that, that, that's just like I just thinking about that puts a smile on my face. That's that's super exciting to me. Yeah. And, and and very often, you know, thinking back to like my PvP in World of Warcraft days, um, the medic is so crucial um, to winning the fight. Very often, right, mm -hmm. um, and keeping everybody up and moving. Um, but in the same vein, one of my favorite things in Eve Online was. Um, so I was part of a, I did a lot in EVE Online. Uh, I played that game for about a decade. Sure. Um, but the thing that I, that was my favorite was I was part of a pirate organization. And the thing that I fell into was um, scanning ships down, right? Scanning players down that we could pirate. Yeah. Um, which reminds me of search and rescue gameplay, because um, if we know, for example, that there's some sort of beacon somewhere in the system, but we don't know exactly where they are, we're probably going to have to use something like long range probing to try and find them. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that in itself uh, is a challenge and, and exciting to me. So I know there's, there's no one thing that I'm excited for with medical gameplay. Um, it's just I'm kind of excited to finally have a support role in star citizen well hopefully one that works right yeah um we do have a couple of support roles in star citizen and we have done for a while but they haven't been that in depth um and and, and using like the mantis for example um how many people do you see using mantis and stuff outside of like role play reasons yeah, right barely um, ever i see sometimes i see people bounty hunting in them and i'm just like okay that's a choice yeah exactly yeah so that what you mentioned though about the difference between the specific roles that you would like to do and just 
the simple joy of getting to be a medic on the battlefield, I think is something that a lot of people miss about Star Citizen and, and uh -huh. the draw of Star Citizen in general. And that is that not everybody is here to experience some grand sci-fi adventure with huge groups and like logistics yeah. and fancy missions and all this stuff. Some people just literally want to play Battlefield, but in space. And like something yeah. as detailed as Star Citizen allows people to do that for a multitude of types of gameplay. And that's super nice. It, that like that that opens the game up for so many people that are just in general fans of sci-fi because then you get to choose what you want to yeah. do. Yeah, the thing I think it's it's really difficult, right? Because um I I think that's where <laughs> I hate to bring it up. That's where Theaters of War kind of comes in, right? Um there are i think you're right i think there are a lot of people who who want that kind of gameplay but because of death of a spaceman i don't think we will i think exciting fights like that will be Rare. few and far between yeah I yeah see because that. obviously you know people are going to be playing this game very cautiously it, you know i had I, <laughs> I had a bit of an argument with some people in my chat well, well wait Bef last before you before you say that mm -hmm. they did clarify that uh, Richard Tyrer said that it's going to be very hard to actually die unless it's like catastrophic something that happens to you. He said 99% even... of the time that you get shot or something, you go into a down state. So even there's then, though, some not... leeway. It's not just about the death though, right? Okay. It's about like, you know, if, if you did this awesome mission and you got this awesome weapon, right? Then you might not want to lose it, right? Sure. Um, if you got some cool armor, you might not want to lose it. Um, so I had a bit, a, a, a bit of a argument with a couple of people in my chat last week because um, I was watching uh, Will and Kate, who were a couple of the guys that came over from Elite Dangerous, and they were doing some Milsim stuff. And Milsim stuff is not for me. I mean, I, I know that um, Jace said Moist needs to play some squad. I don't think that's a game for me. Um, because I think the thing that puts me off Milsim was years and years of fleet warfare alliance fleet warfare in eve online i just i don't want to go back towards that um you know sitting around waiting lots having somebody tell me what i can and can't do is just not overly exciting it's where, why i much prefer smaller groups you know it's why i like hanging out with cutlet maybe five to ten people um that, that's what excites me right um right. I just read Jace's comment in, in chat and I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, uh, ultimately, I, I don't think we will get that battlefield scenario. Um, oh yeah, the, the discussion I, that I had in my chat. Um, yeah, Milsim is not for me. It's, it's way too slow and ultimately, there will be people that come into Star Citizen uh, when this game is released and they will bunny hop their way across the battlefield in nothing other than a pair of underpants with an arc light pistol and kill people who are milsiming, right? And I definitely see, and, and this is gonna be a very controversial take, right? Um, there is 100% a place for milsiming. Uh, it's great for learning tactics, uh, group tactics, um, but what it doesn't necessarily replace is somebody's skill with a mouse and keyboard, right? Um, obviously armor will definitely help with that, um, but, I think it'll be very, very interesting when some of the the, the good FPSs come over to Star Citizen and we don't have crazy desync in the game. Right. Because I'll be very interested to see how 
and the reason I'm having this conversation is just because of like um, the point of the speed of combat, right? Um, I, I think Star Citizen could go one of two ways, and I have no idea which way it's going to go. And I, I, I'm not entirely sure that CIG themselves know which way it's going to go yet. Um, it, I think it, it could either go down the route of uh, Battlefield, or it could go down the route of like the really slow Milsim stuff. Um, but I think that's where a lot of the balance comes in, right? And how CIG choose to balance it, especially yeah. when it comes to things like Death of a Spaceman, physicalized inventories, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Because, because uh, you know, one of the, the comments that somebody made in my chat was, well, if somebody's bunny hopping across the battlefield, killing everybody, then CIG have failed with Death of a Spaceman. But no, they haven't. Because at the end of the day, something else that CIG have been saying for a long time is that nothing will trump skill in Star Citizen, mm -hmm. all right? They want it to be a skill-based game. And some just because you're not wearing loads of armor, right, um, and you're not using a certain weapon, right, um, you, th that doesn't mean you've lost your skill. It's like me. Uh, this week, when I was trying to play 314, um, I was flying around in Auroras and Mustang, right? Because um, it's... It gives me more of a challenge fighting a starter ship, right? Yeah. Now, I haven't lost. The you could skill say it, it's I a handicap. Because, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, I haven't lost the skill that I have because I'm flying around in a starter ship, right? Mm. I still have that skill. It just makes it more of a challenge. Yeah. And um, there's a certain. So I don't know, I, and there's a certain combination of skill and assets. So, you know, you have a Milsim group yeah. who's very, very good at tactics and maybe not have mm -hmm. the best skill, but that combination can yeah. definitely, you know, out, outdo the, the underpants guy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I think it'll be interesting once Theatres of War comes out mm -hmm. because I, I do Someday. wonder if Theatres of War is supposed to be that more um, sort of immediate action yeah content yeah definitely uh-huh i mean you will probably be slower yeah the the fact that they're bringing in fire sprite who are you know they, they have a history of working on full-on ports for other games they know how to make a full game i definitely think that they're turning yeah. theaters of war into something that can be marketed um and used as a way to introduce people to the star citizen universe uh, they've created far too much to back up this game not create multiple avenues for people to get involved in some way it includes arena commander yeah. theaters of war star marine at some point squadron 42 you know and probably more things in the future it's a big company yeah yeah but getting back know, to I... go on. Oh, no you go ahead i was about to change our topic no i was just like the more i think about it i i i think i definitely lean more towards the battle the battlefield style combat Mm -hmm. But it's it's so difficult because then what's the win condition? Do you know what I mean? It's like... Um, I'd feel like I, I won if I downed everybody. I'd, I'm going to feel bad killing people in this <laughs> game. Oh, I'm, I'm not. Because it's a video game, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know, but still. I, not, it's like, like, I'm just thinking um, of, oh, this person just spent two hours getting, you know, getting ready for all this. And then yeah. I come out and I one shot them in the head. Like, yeah, it's a video game, but that sucks. But you should you shouldn't feel bad about that because you still like I get people getting really mad at me sometimes because I, I shoot them. But that's probably the most content that they've ever had in Star Citizen. Like it's it's cool. really interesting. I, I you know I've spent a lot of time 
hanging out with Space Cutler, right? He's one of my best friends in this community. I love Space Cutler. Mm. And me and Space Cutler and a couple of the guys pirating is the best. And there was one of my favorite moments in Star Citizen was pirating somebody who had never been pirated before and never really been engaged in PvP before. And it was back in a time when Voight actually worked. Um, and we ended up, we called him and he paid us like 50,000 Alpha UEC. And this engagement kind of went on for about half hour. Hmm. Um, and we just caught him mining. And um, all he had ever really done in Star Citizen up to that point is solo mined. And the best bit was, not only was it a really cool engagement at the time, but he ended up going into Cutlet's chat uh, on Twitch because he realized who Cutlet was mm -hmm. and said that was one of the best things that ever happened to me in Star Citizen. But not only that, but now he hangs out with Cutlet like every single day. Yeah, but you guys, you guys didn't kill him. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what I was saying. No, that, like. That's that's the thing, like, people, p PvP in this game isn't necessarily just about killing people, right? Yeah. I'm um, not, I'm not... Even, even trading is PvP. I'm know? not saying that PvP I'll feel bad about. I will feel bad about yeah. killing people, because that is a very definite thing in this game. I still wouldn't feel bad, though. I, like, I still don't feel no, bad. I, I, yeah, I, I get that. I, I think it's not that I'm an asshole, but my, my point <laughs> of view is that... Yeah, they've they've lost some stuff. They've lost some guns, whatever. Congratulations! Now they have a goal, which is to go get that stuff back, right? Um, maybe maybe I'm a bit too brutal, um, but I would rather something to do than just be sat around what Olis are doing nothing, right? I, I guess it just comes down to whatever you 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 feel is progress. I yeah. If you had an ultimate goal that you were shooting for, setbacks towards that goal would suck. I think I think there are certain things that are feasible. You know, getting downed, having to wait two hours for somebody to come get you up, getting lost in space and being stranded for a week, stuff like that is. But because we have a limited amount of lives in this game, and granted, it might they might be taking away the severity of that with the whole cloning thing, but the limited amount of lives the physical inventory that can disappear forever once you're dead, uh, the loss of reputation after you die, it, there's a lot of consequences to dying. And so if yeah, I was I'm just... With you, I'm, I'm sorry. No, go I'm, ahead. I was just going to say, I'm kind of glad that they have... I wasn't sure how I felt about um, the cloning thing at first, but the more I've, I've spent time thinking about it, I'm kind of glad that they're moving away about the, away from the idea of like perma-perma-death, right? Mm. Um, because I think just respawning having debuffs and having lost some stuff is going to be brutal enough right um i think slowing down progress rather than deleting progress is better is i think what i'm getting at mm -hmm. i get that yeah i i i believe in that so it really does depend on how they how they balance the whole death mechanic um but overall yeah. it does there's a lot of discussion to be had there and this was mostly about just the medical gameplay that was coming and how it sort of changes the game a little bit, but I think that would be another conversation, definitely talk about Death of a Spaceman. But um, we've been going for a little bit now, and I think it's about the time to, to wrap things up. I do... I, did you want to say anything else, though, about the stuff we talked about today? I don't want to cut off your flow. Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's a difficult time for me, because I'm... 
you know, I'm hyper passionate about Star Citizen, but Star Citizen doesn't want me to play Star Citizen right now. <laughs> don't want anybody um, to play. It's it's really difficult. Like, um, you know, the the state of desync, it just makes it really, you know, it's it's not an enjoyable experience when I'm trying to engage somebody and yeah. I explode because we desynced into each other, right? Or it's the you know, same story I'm, with I'm, mining. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to position to shoot at somebody and they're facing 180 degrees away from me and shooting and still hitting me. Yeah. Like, how do I how do I use my skills and fly evasively to avoid that? And also now in the latest patch, half the time my controls don't work, um, which practically makes the game unplayable for me. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a difficult time right now. Um, the one thing I would say is uh, the game feels things feel a little bit slow at the moment uh, even with like uh and this was something i was saying to you before the podcast even when it comes to like video content out of cig at the moment something to bear in mind is for those who might be new to star citizen and when i say new i mean within the last two years is that it always kind of slows down a little bit before sitcom because they're trying to keep uh all the exciting stuff for sitcom yeah um but uh yeah i don't know i'm excited to see i'm really excited to see Theaters of War again at Sitcom. That's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, Hope they've done something good with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to a time when I can actually jump in again. Yeah, um, yeah. It sounds like Moist Noodle is people. calling for just just fun in the game. Not necessarily PvP, not PvE, not any certain category. It sounds like you just want some fun. Yeah. Gameplay. I'm. I'm just. I just desperately want to see more gameplay in Star Citizen. And I. I, I would like to say. Uh, I would like to give a massive props to CIG actually, because in the latest patch they have halved prison times, um, which is actually really exciting. Um, when when prisons came out, I think a lot of people. You know, a lot of people actually came into my channel goading me, and they were like, "Oh, now you're going to go to prison." I'm like, "Well, that's more gameplay for me, bro." <laughs> yeah, it's actually um, something to do. But it was, uh, it, while it was something to do, and it was something that I was excited for at the time when it was announced, um, they dropped it in the game and then never really did anything with it, yeah. right? Um, they got the base and here. And... When, yeah, I, I look forward to a time when prisons do actually generally have more gameplay to them. Um, but uh, yeah, they've halved half the prison timers, which is is good, in my opinion, when there is so much that, sends you to prison right yeah uh, without intending to like when you have new people to the game getting crime stats and they really don't understand why they have crime stats yeah and then they get sent to prison that's a bit crap it happened on know? my own stream you accidentally shot a security person who showed up in the middle of a fight with the pirate and then you're yeah. in jail yeah right just like that yeah yeah so but yeah that's yeah. a that's a big one um i i do hope that the prison system gets included. I do also look forward to Theaters of War and how that could, at the very least, give us a fun way to play some closer quarters uh, Star Citizen. Because, like, I'm not into combat, but that sounds like fun to me, getting to play some I'm, regular combat. I am actually, I am excited for Theaters of War, but my only concern is the longevity of it. Um, I, I fear that we, when it launches, it may only launch with the one map because they've only ever shown us the one map, um, which I think people will, you know, a lot of people have the attention span of a freaking goldfish, right? Mm -hmm. 
and I think one map probably won't be enough to keep people's attention for too long. Yeah. And also, it would be nice to have something to work towards in Theatre's War, even if it's a rank. Do you know what I mean? Um, just something. Yeah, some visual. additional armor, something game. to earn in the game. Yeah. I think yeah, I think there will be more than one map, though. I think at this I point there will be two, probably. Um, if not right away, then shortly after, maybe next couple patches. The only reason I think there's only going to be one is because only a couple of weeks ago they 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 literally showed us that they were working on explosion animations for the station, which mm -hmm. is from the same map. Right. Oh, I just so... figured they're going to take that station and put them on all the maps. <laughs> oh, yeah. <God. laughs> yeah, man. Asset reuse. is something that I'm really excited for. So, um, <laughs> well, well, you see, I there were different animations, so they'll they could blow them up in different ways. Maybe, maybe. Uh, who knows? All right, though, Moist Noodle. I'd like to thank you so much for hopping on the launch sequence here with me for episode 13, and everybody here. On, watching on Twitch and also live in the Discord. If you are a subscriber, if you're a supporter on Patreon specifically, or if you're a YouTube channel member, you have access to the stage room where we record this podcast and you can come in live, hang out with us before and after the podcast, chat away um, and ask questions. But for all of you who are on Twitch, I'd like to thank you for coming and checking out the first live recording of this podcast and anybody who's listening afterward on YouTube or any audio platform. Thank you as well for getting caught up. Uh, we had a good talk here, and I'm looking forward to next week as well. Anything else you'd like to say, though, to the crowds before we head off, Moist? Dude, I love your YouTube channel, dude. Honestly. <laughs> you. You're Thank one you. of my favorite people. I remember discovering you for the first time. It was Tomato Talk. I can't remember which video it was. And, uh, no, like, I... I... I kind of felt like uh, when, you, when you first started talking to me, I kind of felt like I was talking to a superstar. <laughs> so thank you for <laughs> no, having me. No, dude, no. I, I honestly, you know, you've been, I've been watching you on Twitch for a while. That's, that's the opposite of how I feel. But uh, I appreciate that. And if you haven't checked out Moist Noodle, um, if you're here on Twitch right now, in fact, I will go ahead and give him a shout out. But also... Uh, just follow him on Twitch. Does a lot of good content. Do you do you upload to YouTube? Oh man, dude, it's I I absolutely need to. I already know what to upload to YouTube, but it's it's it, trying to find the motivation for Star Citizen stuff right now. Um, is is uh, what uh, it's really hard. I know, <laughs> so I know. One day, one day. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, find him on Twitch. Find him on Twitter. It's a lot of fun to follow. And again, thank you, everybody for hanging out and we'll uh we'll see you next week 